that you would bless the tithes and the offerings that we give this morning, Lord. Bless them in a mighty way, Lord. Bless your people, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. 
when you know when that when what night is going to be going up and coming back down. I'll let everybody know, and we'll have a at least one service with Brother Robert Longshore from Hogan'sville, Georgia. Amen. Good old Southern boy. Amen. Praise God. Good old Southern boy. So, amen. I think I think that's pretty much it so far. Kind of trying to make sure I don't forget anything. But uh, all you younger people are dismissed. You can go to your respective Sunday school classes. All you adult children can stay in here. There goes half the congregation right there. Probably about three quarters of it. culture in every ethnic group I, I know that I, I wish uh, I wish my mind was as sharp as it was when I was younger but I guess we lose that ability to recall certain things certain specific things <laughs> I was uh uh, we had a good time here Friday evening, by the way. <laughs> it's it's um, really challenging, which is good. It's good to be challenged every now and then. And um, come in here and, you know, we, we engage in certain uh, activities, uh, uh, trivia, different Bible games and, and they're all centered around scripture, ask a certain question, you have to put certain things in order. And here you are. And, 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 and you know, if you know what's going on, if you know you're going to be quizzed, you know, what do people do when you know you're gonna be quizzed? You do a little study, do a little refreshing your mind and stuff like that. I, I'm not that kind of person because I, in my days, you know, I don't have time to, other than my, my own personal devotion when I get into the Word, but a lot of times I'm not studying the Ten Commandments, I'm not studying the Ten Plagues, uh, I'm not studying all of that. My mind is obviously in, the, in the other areas in the Word of God, but um, when we came Friday evening and man, we were, we were throwing a lot of questions, we were asked a lot of things, and, and here you are, you're trying to, you know, that's the only way I can do it. Should try to connect you know, what's in here with this right here and, and go down the list and I forgot and, and I realized something, some of them I misplaced I got out of order I, I know they're there in the word but it's just like you, when you put them in specific order like the ten commandments uh, the plagues, the ten plagues anybody? 
can anybody rattle those off just like that? And 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 you get all, but we we had we had fun. And uh, it's challenging because he's you know the apostle Paul was talking about when he spoke to Timothy he said stir up the gift that is in thee. Stir and, and and that's what we need we need stirring in our selves to to conjure up all the what we know as far as God's word is concerned. And we could, you know, and it takes a lot. Of course, when you get to my age, uh, the computer moves a lot slower. It's not snapping quick like some computers are. Obviously, there must be some kind of uh, virus inside here, something. <laughs> Slowing down, it's moving slow. And way afterwards, when the question is asked, well, then the answer comes like, oh, and you know it's just, but it, it's 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 having a good time. I really enjoy that. It's really, uh, uh, I enjoy that. I like I like the way you guys do that. It's, it's awesome because it's a challenge. I'm, I'm glad we can do that because it keeps your memory moving and your knowledge of the word. It, it's kind of uh, you know, if anything, it should um, it should motivate us to study, to read, to get closer to God through His Word. So anyway, that's what we're talking about. Uh, if there is somehow a way we can come to an understanding. I was put in a, in a real difficult situation one time. And a lot of times it's hard when you're put in that situation. You're between a rock and a hard place. God can defend his word. He, he's God. There's nothing we can do to try to, uh, you know, try to, uh, he, he speaks for himself and he speaks volumes. But just because I, I, I made the, uh, uh, when, I, when I let people know, and, and it was a, on a seminar I went to, on, uh, of course, all these different new things we have to learn to be able to uh, help people. Uh, people in recovery and all this kind of stuff, and, and you bring along, you have to know all these different new uh, 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 theories and, and treatment and, and everything, and so we have, to, we have to subject ourselves to it. But I made, you know, they asked us to stand up and introduce ourselves, and I was the first person they asked to do that, so I stood up, and the first thing I said is, I introduced myself, my name, where I was working, where it's from, and then, of course, I told them, I said, I'm a, I'm a Christian, I'm a minister, all this kind of stuff, but you know, didn't realize that my introduction was going to be uh, when I let people know who I was. I, and it wasn't long after that I was I was used as an example, but not a good example. Right. And, and the book that I hold in my hand was persecuted very heavily that in that in that seminar. By the end of the day, I felt I felt that small. I felt like uh, it was a crime to believe in God. Because that's just the way they put it. And man, I tell you what, I was just so, and more than anything, I could feel my flesh rise up. You know? And I know God can defend his word. Excuse me, I'm a human being. And all of us, all of us thinking, boy, if I could just get my hands on him. But God you know what to do. Yeah. And, and it's just part of part of it. Uh, 
here's, here's the thing I want you to understand. I never used to really, this book wasn't that close to me in my younger years. Uh, came from a family that our, our, our grandparents and our parents were religious folks. And, and of course, our, our background, our native background, we had, you know, understanding of our native ways, our philosophies, our traditions that, you know, mingle together, but I never really uh, took it upon myself back then to really know what this book was all about until after the Lord introduced himself to me. He came into my life, and you know what? Ever since then, I became a Bible reader. And, and, and I stood up at that I stood up at that conference, at that seminar, uh, you know, we all had to share what we felt and what we experienced a lot. And, and that particular day, I was the last one to share my experience with Boy, when it, when, it, when it came time for me to share, boy, I sure unloaded it. And, and I said, the, the first thing I said was, everybody has an opinion about the scripture. Everybody has an opinion about the scripture. And I said, there's a saying that says, never judge a book by its cover. I was, God gave me that wisdom and, and he told me to share it to them. So I said, when we talk about the Bible, when we make comments and we have an opinion about the scripture, we do not know what we're saying. We don't. We can judge it. First, 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 first thing we go to as native, and I'm saying this because I'm native. I'm a native person. I'm Lakota. And this is, this is what I, we say, oh, the white man's God. Mm -hmm. has no, this book has nothing to do with ethnicity or color of skin. I was talking about old tradition a while back. I can't remember what, not too far back, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I was talking about oral tradition. I have no confidence. I have no confidence in oral tradition. Only because it could be changed. When passed on from one person to the other, there could be certain things that maybe weren't heard right, and then it, and certain things that were added on. So I don't have any confidence in oral tradition, mm -hmm. oral history. Right. I do have confidence in something that is recorded, something that is written, mm -hmm. something that has been, you know, you know is, is right. And, and, and so, you know, I, I made the comment, don't judge a book by its cover. Don't ever speak about the Word of God when you have never read its contents from, from cover to cover. Right. Right. I said, unless you haven't, keep your mouth shut. Right. 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 Man, it got quiet in there. <laughs> and and that, that's, the way I, that's the way I feel. Why? Because, well, and we, we call him Wakan Tanka. Wakan Tanka. Uh, the other the other word we, we use, tunkashila. Wakantaka tunkashila are are uh, you know we we address them as such. And the only reason why, from what I understand, what my grandparents told me, was because when they referenced him as such was because he was they understood Wakantaka to be a a god or somebody that had wisdom. And, and when, when I say that, you know, when I say that, we have some elders in here. Of course, there's some of you that are a little older than I am. And, and, and the only reason why, you know, when we look at people that are elders is because we've lived a, a long life. We've had experienced a lot. 
we have acquired a lot of knowledge. We have acquired a lot of uh, uh, wisdom through our experiences. So we obviously we have earned that title of being an elder, but it's because of what we know. It's because of what we know. Never, never uh, look at an elder and never disrespect them. Right. Amen. Amen. We were always taught that from when we were young kids. And, and, and when an elder comes in, you respect, you give that elder respect. Amen. You honor that elder. Right? That's what we were taught. So that's why. Because obviously, and the reason why they have lived such a long life is because, you know, obviously they've learned. Obviously they've acquired wisdom. Obviously they've acquired understanding. Mm -hmm. So they're able to. And when you get to our age, I'm saying that. You're going to appreciate life. Right. Because it's delicate. All of us older folks can say that, can't we? I can't do the things I used to do as a young man anymore because I find out my body doesn't want to do them. So, you know, we, you appreciate the delicacy of life. But what, what I'm saying is this there's a term in the scripture, and I, and, I, and I use this. After the Lord showed Daniel all these things concerning end time events, Daniel seen everything that the Lord showed him in, in a panoramic view of everything that was going to befall the people of Israel and even the world back then. And you know what Daniel said? The, the only, uh, the only uh, reaction Daniel came up with was, was he called, he said this, he said, he, said he, he referenced the Lord as the Ancient of Days. The Ancient of Days. Why is it? Well, obviously because, guess what? He's been here since the beginning. He's the one that created this world that we live in. He's, he's seen, he's, he, he knows all, uh, everything as far as his creative works our lives, everything about it. But here's the thing, his wisdom, yeah. his knowledge. And, and if, you, if you go into a, a really, uh, really uh, good uh, Hebrew translation or a, uh, you know, you, you won't necessarily find it. Some concordances may have it in there as far as their definition. But if you go into a good uh, Hebrew lexicon and you look up what Daniel, because that's a Hebraic expression. Uh, does anybody know what Hebraic, when I say Hebraic expression, you know what that means? Does anybody here have an idea? Uh, 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 there's, a, there's an interesting book, and it's written by um, uh, Dinah Dye. D-Y-E, Dinah Dye. She's, a, she's a, a Jew, but she has a, a book called Hebrew Linguistics. In there, it's contained all the, like, like of course the, the what we have our alphabet numbering system, but even Hebraic expression, it, it's like uh, certain cliches that we have certain cliches, don't we? Right. We use certain cliches when we speak to people, speak to people, and it means certain things. We translate them certain way. Well, Hebraic expression is the same way. It, it, Jews know that, so if you quote something like from the scripture to the Jew, they'll know what you're talking about because that's Hebraic expression. Okay, so here's the thing, Daniel says. The Ancient of Days. Now why did he refer to the Lord as the Ancient of Days? Ultimate wisdom, but here's the, here's the translation of it. The Grandfather of Grandfathers. Why? Because he's a, he's a person who is full of wisdom. He has seen life. He's, he's even has experienced it. 
Did you realize God has experienced life too? Yeah. I know he's eternal, but he still has experienced life. Right? Yeah. And, and so I use that. I said, what do we call in our native tongue? Tunkashila, grandfather. Why? So I asked my grandparents one time. My grandfather said, because he is, he is full of wisdom. So because of him, the Lakotas, any person, whatever your ethnic background, it doesn't make a difference where you come from. We all call upon who we believe is God. We have our own beliefs. We have our own opinions about God. But you know what? The only reason why we're calling upon God is because this, because somehow God reserved himself a place that for us so that individually we can somehow approach him. Okay, and, and if we do, if we seek hard enough, if, if we seek in truth, if we seek with all our heart, you know what we're going to do? We're going to find him. Amen. We're going to find him. And that's who the author of this book is. Yeah. I shared that with a cousin of mine who's a medicine man. And I asked him, Wakantaka, I said, what does that really mean? He said, the great mystery. Okay, that's what my grandparents told me. I understand. I said, but I said, you know what? I said, I know who the great mystery is. <laughs> <laughs> really? Who is he? I said, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Great is the mystery of godliness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Yeah. I quoted that scripture to him. He just like, I said, Wakantaka came to the world, came into the world as a man, put on flesh. So we talk about that. Uh, we talk about that. The written word, which we have right here. The spoken word, which I'm speaking to you right now. God spoke the word. If you read the Bible in Genesis chapter 1, how did all this happen? And God said. So as a result of him saying it, it came into existence. That's what you call his creative word. His creative word. By his words, the heavens were made. That's what the writer said. So God put all these things in place because of his plan. Remember, he was the Logos, the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. And so the Logos, his thought, his plan became reality. His, his creative works. Here we see. That's who we are right now. Okay, uh, Psalms 33, if you want to go there. And uh, I just want to get you in that frame of mind where you can uh, understand where uh, the word, everything as far as the word is concerned. And, and so we see that uh, I spoke about the, the written word and the spoken word, which I'm speaking to you right now. God speaks. Amen. God does speak. And, of course, the living word. So we have, you know, three, three variations or three manifestations of God's word. The written word, the spoken word, and the living word. It becomes alive. The Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful. That's in uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. From, is that right? Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The, the word of God is quick and powerful. You know what that means? Alive and active. So in other words, his word is still moving, it's still alive, and it's still active, okay? 
that's the thing about it. Don't don't forget that. And and you read in Psalms chapter thirty-three, and verse number six, uh, it says, "For this shall everyone that is godly." Oh, excuse me. No, 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 no. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of His mouth. Okay. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. So everything that we experience right now in this world that we live in was all created because God spoke. Yeah. Amen. Huh? Amen. Isn't that what the word says here? Amen. Because God spoke. We'll go a little further. It says, it says uh, he gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. You know what? When we wake up every morning, uh, when we wake up every morning and, and we go out and we take a step outside, and, and especially if you experience the sunrise, if you're up that early and you experience the sunrise, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yes. Amen. Why is it? Now, now can, can anybody, you know, let me, let me kind of... Uh, 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 somehow stir up your, your, your minds and, and cause you to think, but why is it every every morning we experience that? Why is it every morning that we can see it? We can see it. Here's the, here's the thing. We can see it. We can hear it. We can even smell it. Amen. We can even touch it. And we know it's real. Here's the thing. Not every every sunrise is the same. Right. Not every sunset is the same. It's not the same image. It's not the same picture. It's all different. Some days when the sun comes up, we can't see the sun. But we know it's it's come up, can't we? Because that's just the way it is. Sometimes we're overcast. Sometimes it's partly overcast, partly cloudy. Sometimes it's raining. Sometimes it's snowing. And all these different variations of, of, of when, when we connect to the to God's creation, but let me tell you something. Does that speak volumes to you that you know God is alive? Right. Amen. 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 That's right. Amen. He's alive. Amen. He's alive. And, and then we experience that. And, and, and there's always different experiences and variations to this life that prove to us his existence. <coughs> Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Here's, here's one thing about, uh, you know, we're a creation of God. Did you know that? Yeah. I know I know. we talked about the, <laughs> that's crazy. We talked about the, the first seven days of creation. Oh, man. I had to go back home and I had to, I had to read my Bible again. I had to get acquainted because I thought I had, oh, I got this one right. Out, hey, hey, this, I know it's there, but guess what? It's just I didn't put it in the right place. Right, right. I know how many are like that. Yeah. You know it's there, but you know, just to be able to put it in uh, the right order. It's, so I said, There's no excuse for this person. That's crazy because I went home and I said, ah, I want to make sure of myself. <laughs> but you know what it did? You know what that did? That experience. Caused me to look into the word. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and, and um, so when we think about us being uh, 
God's creation. And I'll get into that a little bit, hopefully, Lord, in a, in a little while here. But in, in Psalms, uh, go with me to Psalms 148. And, and, um, and, and look what it says. Psalms 148. Man, I lost my place already. Where am I? Why did I move? Praise God. Hallelujah. 148 and, and uh, <clears throat> look at look at right on the area of uh, man. What's going on here? My pages are stuck. Verse number verse number five. It says, "Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they." were created. That speaks about creation as a whole. Everything. The universe, this world we live in, even us. Yeah. He, he commanded and they were created. We were created. You know what the Bible says? Let's be specific. Now let's get down to specifics here. For all you people that want to be technical, the Bible says he created man in, in his own image. After his own, after his likeness, created he them, male and female. So guess what? What's the difference between us and, and and all the rest of God's creation? I'm not talking about the universe. I'm talking about life, animal life, and everything. And, and well, of course, yes, plant, plant life. But uh, what's the difference between us and God's creation? All the rest of His creation. Does anybody know? We're created in His image. We may not all have the same face, huh? the same blue eyes, brown eyes, red eyes, whatever. <laughs> huh? But we all have two ears, two eyes, one nose, one mouth. We all have two arms, two hands, huh? two legs, two feet, a body. Huh? We all have a brain. I hope we do. <laughs> we all, we all, we all, we have that similitude. Why? Because. You know what? He was the first prototype for human beings. Yes. So we're created in his image. We all have his image. The only thing, here's the, here's the, the awesome thing about God. This is, and, and I'm not, you know, think way back about, of course, <clears throat> here's the thing about Adam, the difference between Adam and us, he was created full grown. We, uh, we by, by God's wisdom, we're uh, we're a we're here because of how he created man and woman to procreate. We all have a mommy. We all have a daddy. Because of procreation, because of his work, you can't have you can't have another human being. The the legal way of having a human being, you need a male and a female. Today's world says no, you don't. Huh? Same-sex marriage, mm -hmm. that goes against our Creator. Yeah. Yeah. It goes against our God. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Try to have children. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You can't. You can't procreate. That's the reason why. And so, we're His creative work. We've got to follow the Master Plan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's what He says. Uh, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they were created. They were created. Here we are. So you know what we, we, we are to do? And, and we do that when we come before him and we, we give him praise. We give him glory. We worship him. 
Why? Because we have been created in his image. In his likeness. Now here's an interesting question. Now I'm a counselor. We talk about certain things about behavior. Behavior is a is the end result uh, of it's a result of, of what you release in your mind. So what's up here in your mind, in order for it to, to actually become complete, for you to experience it, what you think, the way you think, the way you are, up here is going to be manifested out here, outwardly, by your actions. Okay? But there's something that God put in us that kind of helps us to determine what we do. We have two options. We can either do what we know is good, or we could do what, what we know is not good. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me put it, let me say it another way. We could do what's right, and we can do what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Does anybody know what that is? Oh, yes, your conscience. We all have a conscience. Okay, but let me, let me tell you something. Your conscience kind of makes you aware, makes you aware of your surrounding. All right, but here's the thing. What is your conscience connected to? This is this was a really uh, how can I say a profound discovery in psychology about what year was that? Two thousand? I'm going to say two thousand seven, two thousand eight, somewhere around there. People didn't realize that human beings were. Remember, I shared it with you one time that this is also part of. That's, this is part of us. This is how we we are we are as human beings. We're triplex beings. Mm -hmm. So so when we come to that point of uh, trying to make a decision, we're trying to do, and we know we we've, we've got to make a decision. We we want to. Here's the thing: there's always a consequence to your decision. Yes, mm -hmm. right. That's right. Everything you do, whatever choice you make, there's right. going to be a consequence that's to right. it. Yeah. So that's why we have to pay close attention. You don't want to make a decision and make the wrong decision because there's going to be consequences to it. Huh? But what is it that helps us, that tries, to, that tries to keep us in that place where we can make the right decision? A lot of people don't like to hear that. The right decision. What are you talking about? There are no absolutes. Yes, there are. We live in a real world. There are absolutes. Amen. We don't live in La La Land. That's right. Then has anybody figured out the answer yet? Airman. Spirit. Woo! Your spirit. Yep. It's your spirit that, when, when when these things happen to you, guess what? Your human spirit tries to step in and say, "Hey, come on, man." Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. Don't yep. do that. Yep. I can always remember that as a as a young man, and I knew. I shouldn't do that, but you know, my, my flesh is going, yeah, come on. Mm -hmm. And here's my spirit saying, no, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Yes, amen. Why is it? Does, does any, now, here's, here's a good question. Now, let's, let's put this together. Let's link it together now. 
who, when Adam was created, and he was created out of the dust of the ground, out of clay, what did the Bible say God did? He breathed into him, and he became a living soul. So obviously his spirit, that's where our human spirit comes from. God, at conception, God breathes into us. Amen. We're following his creative work, his creative uh, pattern. But, but in conception, we are, the Bible says, our spirit comes alive. Boom. Mm. So where does our spirit come from? It comes from God. We're created in his image. Did you know that he's not, he wasn't just a physical image. He was a spiritual right, image. Yeah. He was a spiritual being. So that part of us, that's why that part of us always tries to stay in track with God. Amen. 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 We try to stay in, in track with God, see? But when we do, when we don't listen, when, when our human spirit, we're not sensitive to our human spirit, guess what happens? We kind of go off track a little yep. bit and we go this way, mm -hmm. and we're living to the dictates of our flesh. Yeah, that's right. Right. Mm -hmm. And our flesh will take us down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're going to get to this. Oh, Lord, I better quit wasting time. <laughs> so, he, so he talks about this. Uh, uh, there's no excuse for any of us. Mm -hmm. We all know. Every, even the atheists know. I ended uh, an argument with the person that said he didn't believe in God. Real quick. But he was pretty adamant about it. No, there's no God. I said, yes, there is. No, there's not. You can tell his place was getting flushed. Was getting... I was irritating him. Yes, there is. There's a God. How do you know there's a God? I said, well, guess what? You're atheist. He said, yeah, I am. You don't believe there's a God. Yep. So that proves there is a God. Yeah. 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 He looked at me and said, what you say? I said, you don't believe there's a God? Well, there is a God because you're atheist. And he had to say, and he said, oh, man, you've got to be kidding me. I said, it's true. Yeah. If there wasn't no God, there would be no atheist. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Woo. Amen. You know? People don't, people don't, you know, they, they do not comprehend. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do not comprehend. So, there's no excuse for any of us. Uh, Romans chapter 1. Uh, in, in, in Romans chapter 1, verse number 17, I'm going to read this real, real quick. Like, if, you, if you want to go there, you can. For, <clears throat> it says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as, as it is written. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Here, here's, the, here's the thing I, I like about this. Some of you might say, well, God didn't include me. Yes, he did. He included everybody. We're all included. He's given us all an opportunity. I'm not going to say a chance. He's given us an opportunity. So he says, for, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Now look what he says. Who hold the truth in unrighteousness. 
We know there's a God. We all know there's a God. We see that. Mm. We, we can see his creative works. We can step outside. We can experience his, the power of, of his word, creation. We know that somebody's responsible for this. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't come from a little speck of nothing. <laughs> Boom, and all of a sudden, yeah. It was an accident. That's what they say. It was an accident. <laughs> Boy, I wonder what would happen if, it, 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 you know, if that was an accident, what would we do if we were precise? Yeah. <laughs> and I hate to bust anybody's bubbles, but we do not come from monkeys. That's right. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. Sometimes my grandkids kind of misbehave. They get kind of crazy. I said, uh-oh. I said, you're behaving like your ancestors. What did you say, Papa? <laughs> Praise God. So he says, look what he says. Behold the truth in unrighteousness. We know somebody is responsible for this. But you know what we do? We know that. It's a fact. We can feel it in our spirit. It is the truth. But you know what we do? We say, no. Can't be. Here's, here's the thing. Any person spiritual and, and whatever you believe, any, any person that deems himself spiritual or, or calls himself spiritual, you will never believe in evolution. No. You should never believe in evolution. Mm -hmm. I just don't get people that call themselves, even Christians that say, hey, there's something about you. No, 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 no. You're, 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 there's something going on up here. That's right. Get that confusion out of your mind. Saint is talking to you. Get that ungodly influence out of your mind. Look at the word of God tells us. Mm -hmm. So, so you see that. Uh, so that He said, "Now look what He says in verse 19." Because that which may be known of God is manifest to them, for God has showed it unto them. Hey, we, we see that. He's, he's showing it to us. It's obvious. It's clear. Man, and our people talk about Him creating the world. He's our Creator, Makaga. And uh, so we understand that somebody's responsible for this world that we live in. We see that. Uh, so it says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. We clearly see them. Mm -hmm. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without, without excuse. excuse. So we understand that. We, we see that. That's the power of his creative word. We, we see that. And, and, and here's, here's the thing. I, I never realized this. I came to a, a revelation after I was saved. I mean, it blew my mind. I said, I said you know what I said? After I, after I was reading, and, I, and, I, and, and it was just like, it hit me, and I thought, I thought to myself, man, Lord, thank you for your mercy. Mm -hmm. All the years I didn't know you, thank you for your mercy. Mm -hmm. Because I could have been, I could have ended up in the worst place. My life could have been a lot more, you know, devastated. It could have been a lot more pain. But you know what God did? You know what the Bible says? He He lets the sun shine, the rain fall on those who are good and those yes. who are evil. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And thank God that one day somehow he, he maneuvered 
my life where I could come and I could hear his word. Amen. And I could receive it. And when it came to me, it was like, boom, just like, wow. I was, I was looking at this and, uh, <clears throat> Acts chapter 17. This, this is, this is famous, Acts 17, right around verse number 22. I'll let you get there. I'm going to take a sip of water. Uh, still talking about the word, remember? Creative word. Says, then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are all too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown gods, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. Now look what he says God that made the world and all things therein. God made the world and all things therein. Seeing that he is Lord of heaven, and earth dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. Hath made of one blood. One blood. So if, you, if you cut yourself, what's going to happen? You're going to bleed. If you don't, hey, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> There's no blood in your body. <laughs> you have thick blood, obviously. But if, if we, if we, you know, brother, brother Dan, what's your, what's your background? What's your? Is um, Welsh. Welsh. You could say British, I guess. British. Okay. Irish. Okay, then. Uh, Scandahoobian. Scandahoobian. Okay, they're different. And, and, and all of us different ethnicities. Different color skin. But if we all cut our finger, guess what's going to happen? We're all going to bleed the same That's color right. blood. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Our blood's not going to be, my blood's not going to be blue and yours red. That's right. Huh? If it is, then there's something wrong. <laughs> But he said, hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. In other words, you know what? God has everybody in their place. Mm -hmm. Everybody in their place. If you want to know where you came from, you know, somebody asked me, where do you come from? You know, we have creation stories. We have stories, you know, where we go back and say, you know, like us, we, we came from... I heard, I heard several stories. I, I haven't decided which where we came from, but we came, we're supposed to come from the wind caves. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be buffalo people. Mm -hmm. uh, all, all kinds of things, but I haven't decided, you know, which is which. Yeah. <laughs> I know one thing. I've come from God. Amen. Amen. And, and here's the thing. If you want to know where you come from, read Genesis chapter 3. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Amen. Amen. That's where all mankind came from. Yeah. Well, actually, our first human spirits. Yeah. yeah. But, 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 you know, what happened there in the book of Genesis when, when man just, they disobeyed him. You know, he said, I'm going to scatter you. Boom, 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 boom. Right. So God fulfills his word, and we're all scattered. We're all descendants of one of those three guys. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's right. So we all, but we all ended up where we ended up. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Huh? Amen. I ended up, I was born into a Lakota family. Yeah. Or as my auntie Rhoda says, hey, you're Ogalala too. 
Go Glala. So I said, oh, yeah. and she said, you're more Oglala than you are Si Chang Hu. I said, okay, I'm standing corrected. <laughs> but I know I'm Lakota. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, so he says, and it determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, that they should, he is going to give us all an opportunity mm -hmm. That they should seek the Lord if haply they if if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. That's interesting, isn't it? He said, God that made the worlds and all that in them. I mean, here we are, his creation. His creation. We all have one thing in common. We don't see it. Here's the thing, we let prejudice. Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I'm a Lakota. You're a Washichu. Yep. We let prejudice stand in our way. Mm -hmm. God doesn't want us to do that. That's right. One time I was preaching down in, in uh, down south a long time ago, and, and and the brother was happy for me to come and preach, and he said, "Man, found out I was Lakota Sioux," and he said, "Wow." He, said, he was really high on that, and he stood up to the when he introduced me. He said, "I want to." Have Brother Harold Marshall come and preach to us the word of God. He said, I'm glad God is colorblind. Right. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Amen. I kind of, you know, I, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I walked up to him and I said, wow. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm glad that he died for sin and not for skin. That's right. Yeah. Amen. And I said, here's, here's the thing, and I don't mean to be technical, but God is not colorblind. Amen. He created all colors. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Amen. I said, they're beautiful. You know what brings out the contrast of colors? Anybody ever studied the prism? You know, what brings yeah. the, the, you know what brings out the contrast of colors? When these colors are beside one another. Yeah. 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 I could preach on that for a while. Amen. 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 So I said, God is not colorblind. He created all these beautiful colors. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But Amen. here's the thing. We separate. We divide. Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. That's what de the devil wants us to do. Mm -hmm. That's why Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. That's right. right. Amen. The devil wants us to separate. Yep. Mm -hmm. Segregate. That's right. Be prejudiced. Mm -hmm. Hate one another. Mm -hmm. But he says that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to reach after him. Some of you, guess what? He found you before you found him. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But he wants us to reach out. He's, he, he's, a, he's a spirit. He wants us to reach out for him. Feel after him. Let me, let me read that to you. Uh, let me see here. Feel after Listen to this. To feel after means to search for. Huh? Search for. Listen to this. This is beautiful. Handle our touch. Huh? When you feel after something, guess what? When you're feeling for something, what does that mean when you're trying to feel something? You, you, you want to touch it. You want to feel, you want to feel what it feels like. This is a... Open. Yeah. Huh? 
So feel after. Now here, 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 here's, here's, here's the other part. This is the part I love the most. Now listen to this. To verify by contact. Amen. In other words, guess what? God is real. Yeah. We, you know, when we came into his house this morning, we felt it. We still, I feel his presence right now. Amen. Is this something that moves upon us? It just kind of lifts our spirit. We go, wow, that feels good. Right. But you know what? God is good, isn't he? Yeah. You're, you're feeling his goodness. Amen. So you, we, we experience that. So, so anyway, to, to feel after him, to verify by contact. Hey, hey, let me tell you something. When, when we talk about when we talk about God, did you realize this? And I know, I know He's the one that created everything by His word. He spoke and you know they went boom. Well, you know the worlds were framed by the word of God. Hebrews chapter eleven. The worlds were framed by the word of God. They were built by the word of God. Okay, here's the thing. God created everything in this world. The, the reason why this world exists is you realize that you and I, we just existed. Hmm. Huh? Yeah. We existed in this world. We didn't really, we weren't really acquainted with him. We could, we could say that we were. How many of you were thinking about him every day of your life? How many of you were seeking after him every day of your life? You had other interests. Yep. You had other things going on in your life. You were distracted. You were lost. Amen. You didn't even know about him. Some people still don't know about him. They're worshiping other gods, but that's not the true God. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what Satan wants everybody to believe. If you worship this God, you're okay. You worship that. He wants you to be scattered. He wants you to be different. Yeah. But you know what? I'm glad I came to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. Now I can worship the true God. There's yes. only one God. That's right. The true God. Okay, now, now, now here's the thing. God created all this world, everything that in him. Guess what? He created it by his what? Word. word. Yeah. So there is a creative word. So God created this, this world by his creative word. Did you realize this? God doesn't even break his own creative law. Right. His own laws of creation. He doesn't break them. That's right. Because that's how he put everything in order. That's how he structured this world, by his creative word. So everything exists, everything lives according to his creative word. Mm, hey, you got that? Amen. Okay, now here's the thing. God is a what? Spirit. 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 In our Lakota language, you say, Wanahi. There's a, there's a difference. Uh, somebody was talking about the, uh, the devil one time. In, in our culture, we say uh, the trickster. And we call him the trickster. He's a mysterious person, but he's always up to no good. But, you know, the, thing, the way they talk about it is, well, of course, you know, Satan makes himself look harmless. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's not. That's right. He's up to no good. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I've heard people say, well, come Shicha. I said, nope. That's not who he is. He's not holy. That's yeah. right. He's not pure. Mm -mm. He's not good. Mm -hmm. But he is bad. Shicha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, can't she show? I said, no, no, no. I said, what you should say is, well, no, he she show. Yeah. In other words, he's a bad spirit. Mm -hmm. And people like to seek those bad spirits. Mm -hmm. They pray to those bad spirits. Mm -hmm. So what happens? You know what? They get what they ask for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I said, you know, no, that's not true. There's only one good one, and that's God. Yeah. Well, come. Well, come. So we refer to him in our language. Well, come, come, God, because, of course, we didn't know a lot about him. Of course, his spirit is vast. It fills the universe. Mm -hmm. so, so we understand it. But you do, regardless of all this, did you realize God didn't even break his own law? Mm -hmm. He doesn't abuse his power, and he doesn't break his own law. He's a law-abiding God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Wow. How, how do I know that? Well, remember, God is a spirit. Okay, let me help some of you. Something just came to my mind. It's the Lord, so I'm going to help some of you. This will help you in your in yourself, in your in your personal with your personal walk with your salvation. This will help you to maintain your spiritual experience and to be a child of God. I want you to understand this, okay? God does not break his own word, or he does not uh, or he does not disobey his own word. Everything he does is is the result. You know, this, this world exists because of his creative word. Mm -hmm. Word. Okay, now listen to this. God is a spirit. That's in John 4.24. God is a spirit. You know what Jesus said about a spirit? And I think that's in um, John, right? Luke 24. At the end of the chapter, I'm going to say right around 30... 839, I don't know. Jesus said, a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. Amen. So we cannot see his spirit. Mm -hmm. right. Right. Yeah. We can't see his spirit right now in this place. God's spirit is in this place. It's all over this place. But we can't see it. So a spirit hath not flesh. But you know what God had to do? In order for God to come into this world, he had to do something. He had to obey his own laws of creation. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. uh, Here's the thing about here's the thing about Satan. He didn't obey God. No. When he came down to this world, he did not obey God. Mm. Huh? That's right. When he came in, you know, I've heard people describe him as an interloper. Mm. Huh? Mm. I've heard people describe him as a a trespasser. Mm. And I even heard people uh, describe him as a usurper. Mm. Okay, why is it? Because he didn't obey God's word. He's even God's creative work. But you know, when he came into this world, you know what he did? He didn't have a body to come into. So you know what he did? He picked the closest thing that was to Eve that day. That was the serpent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he possessed that physical body of that serpent in order. He needed a body to speak to Eve. So he spoke to Eve and he deceived her. And he caused her to disobey God's word. To eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, the day you eat of it, he said, you will not die. Mm 
but you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So you know what she did? She, she believed him. She ate of the fruit, gave it to Adam, he ate. But here's the thing. He wasn't really a legal citizen of this world. That's right. When you're not an, an illegal citizen of this world, what, what, what are you? Alien. Alien. You have no, you have, you, and, and what makes you, when, when you ask about a person that's an alien, it's, the, the reason why they say that is because they weren't born here. Yeah. Any person that's not a, born in the, in the boundaries of the United States is considered an alien. You know why? Because they weren't born here. They were born, born somewhere else. So they become an alien. That's what Satan was. He was an alien. He wasn't born into this world. But here's his God. He says, you know what? I need to go down and I need to intervene. I need to, to reach out to my creation. But you know what I need to do? I'm a spirit. I don't have flesh and bones. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to do? He said, you know what I have to do? You know what I need to do? I need to be born into the world. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, Galatians 4. And, and, and you see this. There is this scripture the Apostle Paul speaks to us, and he says this in, in Galatians 4, uh, chapter 4. It says, uh, Oh man, my page is stuck together. <clears throat> uh, Galatians 4, chapter 4, it says, uh, uh, But when the fullness of the time was come, when the fullness of the time was come, look what he says. When the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Mm. Under the law of what? Of his creative words. Yeah. God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. So God said, you know what? I need to intervene because mankind needs my help. My creation needs my help. Amen. Amen. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to come into the world, but I'm going to be born into the world. Amen. And so here he was. Thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, being interpreted is God with us. Amen. Remember, I, I quoted that scripture in in First John one one. In the beginning was the Word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. That word, for word is logos, means thought or plan. So in the beginning was God's plan or thought, and the word was with God. The thought or plan was with God, and the thought or plan was God. Mm. So that was his plan. That was his thought, that he was going to come into the world. Wakantaka was going to come into the world to save his creation. Amen. All right? Everybody get that? Yeah. All right, so here's the thing. It's beautiful because we read this. You go further down in that chapter in verse number 14, and you know what that, you know what that scripture says? It says, and the word was made flesh. Yeah. The thought or the plan was made flesh. God became a human being. Yeah. It was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We see that. So God became a, that's what incarnation means. Deity became humanity. Woo. So you know what God did? He obeyed his own creative word. He said, I need to become a legal citizen. And here's the thing, to legally redeem us. Amen. To legally redeem us. 
So God, here's the thought. God never, God never breaks his creative word, his law, okay? So we should never break his word. That's right. We should never transgress or disobey his word. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because, because if we do, we are a transgressor. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people disobeying him right now. They don't even know it. Mm -hmm. Amen. I like that. Didn't realize how real God was. Until I seen certain manifestations of his presence. You, you go to uh, 1 John chapter 1. Go, go there with me quickly and I got, I've got a little time. Whoa. <clears throat> I like the way it says this. Remember when we talked about the word? The creative word, and I, I like what, what the Bible says. You, you know, remember I talked about us, uh, uh, what did I say? What did I mention? Earlier? Man, have mercy on your Lord. To verify by contact. Mm -hmm. To feel after. To verify by contact. Remember I said that? Mm -hmm. Okay, look what, look what the Apostle John says. In, in 1 John chapter 1, verse number 1, it says, That which was from the beginning which we have heard. What did they hear? The Word. They heard the Word of God. Okay? That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes. They heard it, and they seen it. Okay? Which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the Word of life. In other words, it became a reality. Did you, did you hear what uh, Jesus was referring to when he was talking to the religious leaders? Every now and then he said, it is written in, in the book of Psalms, in the prophets, it is written of me. Yeah. You know what he was referring to? The, the, the written word. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's written of me. In, in, in Psalms, in the prophets, it's written of me. Thus, you know, it, it behooved Christ to suffer and to, and to be buried and to rise. It's written of me. Right. But you know what? It became a reality. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. That word became a reality. So we see that. Uh, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. It became real. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. Uh, just try to wrap your minds around it. Just kind of let that sink in a little bit. All that means is just simply this. God became man. Amen. Deity became humanity. So he was, if I'm going to say it in that way, of course he was God manifested in the flesh. Alright? And, and Jews well know that term Messiah means the God-man. In other words, they knew God was going to come. He was going to reveal himself. He was going to become a human being. The Messiah, the anointed one. He was a man that was going to be anointed. You know what that anointing refers to? The spirit that was in him. The spirit that in him was, was the spirit of their God, of Yah, or Jehovah. So they, that's why they say Messiah, the God-man. 
And that's what Jesus was trying to, to, to you know, elaborate to his followers. When you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Amen. You have seen the Father. Lord, show us the, the Father, and it will be sufficient for us. We'll be content. Show us the Father. And, and he looked at Philip. He said, Philip, I've been with you for such a long time. And you don't know that when you see me, you see the Father. Right. You're looking at him. Yeah. You're looking at God in the flesh. You know what? Mankind is worshiping these, these idols and these images and yeah. all these. We can say, hey, this speaker right here is God. Yeah. Let's worship him. Right. Huh? Yeah. Right, this, this is God. Let's worship him. Mm -hmm. we, we connect ourselves to an image, but here was God. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make it so they could see the real God. Amen. They could worship the real God. So you know what he, do? he did? He came down as a human being. He was born into this world so that we could see him and we could worship him and we can know who he is. Amen. Amen. <coughs> kind of strayed a little bit from my notes, but just forgive me. Just forgive me. But I'm amazed at this. Okay? So here, here we come. Okay? <laughs> wow. Um, so he was born into the world. Legally. Mm -hmm. Legitimate. He had a mother. He had a father. Even had brothers and sisters. He was born into this world. He is legit. He was legit. He was not an illegitimate father. Some people, even, even some theologians, I read that. I said, what? what? I'm going to slap him upside the head. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> he, he, he wasn't an illegitimate. He had a mother. He had a father. He was born into the world. Became a human being. And... Uh, but what I'm saying in all this, the Word became flesh. The Word became flesh. God became real because of His written Word, His spoken Word, and His living Word. He became real. Okay, now here's the thing. Now here we all are. Each and every one of us. We're all souls. We're all human beings. Alright? There's a lot of things going on in our minds right now, in our brains. We all have our own thoughts. We all have our own opinions. We all have our own will. And, and, and if you look at all these different people in here, there's a lot of different personalities. A lot of different, we call them individuals. Why? Because they are the individuals. All of us are. You know? And here's God. And, and he, he wants to you know what the Bible says, to redeem them that were under the law. He wanted to, he paid the price for us to, to purchase us. You know what that price was? Anybody know? His blood. His blood. Because man experienced death at the beginning as a result of sin, uh, of, of him breaking the word of God, his creative work, blood was shed. Death came on the scene, Blood was shed. So guess what? In order for us to be bought back, you know, when we were, when we were, when we fell into sin, when mankind fell into sin, we fell under the 
authority under the power of Satan. Of the Wanagishicha. And so we were bound to him. We were manipulated by him. He, you know, whatever he did, and, and you know, he did it through deception. Yep. He did it through deception, deceiving us. Oh, there's no God. Or you can be like God. But whatever form or fashion he did it, he did it. We were deceived, and we belonged to him. Mm-hmm. We did what, what he, he willed us to do. Mm-hmm. All right? So here comes Jesus, born into the world we, to, for our redemption. He saves us. And guess what? In order for us to become a child of God, for, in order for us to be reunited with God, you know what's really a, you know what's really a, I may not look like it, but I'm, a, I'm an emotional person. I was watching this story about this family that was united with their long lost grandchild. And somehow during, uh, you know, they were separated. Their parents were separated. Both parents died. Parents were separated from their family. Child got lost. Ended up, you know, way, way across country from their grandparents, their, their biological grandparents. But you know what? When they, when they did some research and found out who she was, and they, they reunited them, they came back together. Boy, you know what? When, when, when that family was restored, guess what happened? And you could see the resemblance. You could see the resemblance. You could see, hey, that was that was their DNA. That was their grandchild. And it was just like, wow. But you could, the emotion was like, oh man, I just here I was sitting there, and like tears coming down my face, like man, that's touching. That's touching. Did you realize this? God wants you to restore you back to Him. Amen. Amen. He wants to restore you back to him. You have been astray all these years. And he's saying, hey, you're my creative work. You're my child. I want to bring you back. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know, here's the thing. We all know deep down inside, we know. When we see him, like John said, we shall see him as he is. And we shall be like him. Amen. When you when you felt that everybody that has ever felt the Holy Ghost and move upon you when you when you were filled with the Holy Ghost, guess what? You you felt you felt that connection, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 That's right. You felt that restoration. You felt, Amen. oh man. That's right. Amen. Why? Because you obviously you belong to him. Amen. Amen. So, how does he bring us back to that place where we can be restored, of course, being born again? John chapter 3, verses 5 and 7. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. John 5, uh, 3, uh, 7. Except a man be born again of water and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. But you notice those words, born again. Born again. To be brought forth. We have to be born into that spiritual kingdom. Mm -hmm. Born into that spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Right now, unregenerated man, lost man, doesn't live that spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Not with him, anyway. Mm -hmm. We might with other, you know, 
other beings, other other things, but not with him, not our creator, not our God. So how does he do that? Well, let me let me just kind of share with you. Uh, and I have a few more minutes, I guess. Uh, first Peter. Okay, first Peter. That's why that's why the scripture means so much to me, and it should mean so much to any person. It is a child of God. That's why we should have that connection to it. I mean, it's something that, uh, you know, I can't live without his word. Mm-hmm. His word is in me. Praise God. And I thank God that, amen, I have been filled with his spirit. But in 1 Peter chapter 1, right around verse number, uh, where am I? Where am I? Verse number 18. Mm-hmm. Look what he says. In verse number 18, for, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver or gold or from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish, without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, you believe in God that raised him from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth Amen. you have purified your souls in obeying the truth and you know what the truth is it's this right here yeah. you purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Okay, look what he says. Being born again. Being born again. Not of corruptible seed. Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So being born again by what? By the incorruptible, not with corruptible seed, but by the word of God. You know what? Uh, that's what it's going to take for us. When we come into that place for us, as far as God is concerned, guess what? How does he reach, how does he reach us? God, God ordained or prescribed a method, and that was through his word. Amen. I've done a lot of crazy things. And uh, just to be able to understand, I mean, without the Holy Ghost, you cannot understand the scripture. We can try our best, but we can't. But you know what I've done? Because I'm so engulfed in the Word of God. The Word of God means so much to me. Studying it. I mean, I, I I go to extremes just to study the Word of God. You know what I mean? If there's something that I want to learn about it, uh, here's the thing. Anybody can, anybody can go to my house and you can. I have a little bookcase there. That's not all my books, by the way. I have more books than that. But you'll see all the books I've ever bought. Why? Just because I'm thrilled with what they say about the word, or if I want to get closer or understand. Guess what? You know what I do? I go to extremes. I go buy a book. I read that book so I can get more acquainted with this book. So I can read. I can study. When I was younger, 
my interests were basketball. I grew out of that. Of course, I got injured. Grew out of that. Then my interest was guitar. My younger days, man, I was, oh, I love playing guitar, so I'd buy guitars. My wife said, another one? At one time, I owned nine guitars. Twelve strings, electric guitars, acoustic guitars, classical guitar, uh, uh, bass guitar, all these, all these kinds of things. Why? Because I just, I love playing guitar. But you know what? Pretty soon, the word of God started to settle in me, and I thought, I, I kind of that that my interest changed. Yeah. And so, as a result, I got, you know, my, my during the days of, of citizen band radios. My handle was the fanatic. So if you wanted to reach me on the CB, say Breaker One Nine, fanatic, are you there? I come on and say, Yep, I'm here. <laughs> Why? Because that's what I was. I was a fanatic. I mean, I when I when I went after God, I still feel that way. I'll go after Him. I'll, you know. So here I am. Now it's books. I don't even have all my books yet up yet, and and boxes. Books, 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 and and one time my wife said, "What are you gonna do with those books?" Well, I said, "I don't, I don't have a bookshelf." So in my office here, maybe I'll put up a bookshelf. I bring all my books. Why? Because I just love them. You know why? They're talking about him. Amen. I want to know. That's how much I want to get close to him. I want to know him. Amen. I want to understand. I want to, you know, I want to make sure I grasp everything I can about him. So if we're, but, but what I'm saying that is this, if we're going to be born again, if we're going to be born again, it's going to be because of the word of God. Amen. It's going to be because, like he said, we're born again of the incorruptible word, because the word speaks to us. There's, that's why this book is important. Okay, we're born again according, we're born again by the word of God. So when we're born again, here's what happens, okay? Everybody ready for this? This is the part that's going to blow your mind. I have a few minutes. I'm going to try to hurry, but I'll do my best. So God comes into our lives through his word. Did you realize this? When he made the covenant, when he, when he came, he said that there was going to be a new covenant that he was going to make with his people. He said something about that new covenant, and that was in, in the book of Ezekiel eleven nineteen, the book of Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34, and so on and so on. Uh, Isaiah 28, right around there. You know what he said? He said, this is the new covenant that I will make with them. He said, I will put my spirit in them and give them a new spirit. But he said, I will write in them my law. Right. In other words, I will put my word in them. You know what that is? That's being born again of the word of God. Yeah. So that's the, that's the reason about being filled with the Holy Ghost. Is he writes those, his word in us so that we can, we can have that experience of really being born again. Amen. Okay, so as a result, guess what happens? Uh, God does a creative work in us. A creative work. Because he has moved into this body. Guess what happens? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, mm -hmm. if he be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Amen. All things are passed away. 
Behold, all things are become new. So guess what? There's that change in us. As I said, he tamed me. <laughs> he tamed some of you. Some of you are still a little wild yet. <laughs> some of you are still a little, got that wild nature. Don't want to be tamed. But he, he tamed me. Guess what? We need to be tamed. Yep. Yep. Huh? And, and, he, and he tamed me. So as a result, guess what? His work came into me. It starts to do a work in me. So you know what? He changed me. He changed my entire being. He, changed, he quickened my spirit so I'm alive to him. He changed, you know, my soul and my mind and my, my body. Because, and, and you know what? So as a work of creation, guess what? Boom. Certain things start to happen. Boom. Mm. I don't look the same. If, you, if, you, if, if we ever showed you old pictures of myself before I was saved, you'd probably laugh. Just because I'm so different than when I was saved. I actually did look like a Mexican. <laughs> my dad used to say when I started growing my hair, when we were, when we were in, under uh, our, our mom and dad's authority, Dad always used to make sure we our hair was, he cut our hair sometimes, and then our Uncle Andrew would cut our hair. So Dad always made sure our hair was cut. He just wanted us to be clean, clean cut. So we are. He showed us how to shave, learn how to shave. All that, he, he was showing us how to you know, be groomed. So we would do that. But after, after I graduated high school and I, I moved out to Oregon, I said goodbye. So I got a little wild. There was nobody to tell me what to do. I'm living my own life, and woo, woo, woo. I mean, I, I went after it hard. Guess what I did? First thing, hair started to grow, get long. Pretty soon the mustache, and pretty soon the beard. And I just looked at myself, and so maybe this will look cool if I do this. And I just kind of started to give myself a little goatee, and I'll look at my ah. But my hair was still long, and I still had that mustache. And, and all this, and there I was. My dad, when he seen me, when he came back that first time, he looked at me and said, boy, you need a haircut. <laughs> uh -huh. Bucklehead. <laughs> and he called me Bucklehead. You know why? Back then, my hair is not so wavy now, but my hair was really curly, and my hair, hair was just all, had all these curls. He said, you're like a, you've got the head of a Bucklehead. <laughs> But you know what? When I got the Holy Ghost, guess what happened? Woo! That's how real God is. Amen. My dad was trying to, you know, him and my mom and my grandparents were examples to us. I watched them. I've seen how they live. Everything about them. You know what? Uh, your parents and your grandparents should influence you. I hope in a good way. Mm -hmm. Because there's parents and grandparents don't, that, that don't influence in a good way. Mm -hmm. yeah. Don't follow their influence, but if they're, if they're upright people, if they're moral people, if they're godly people, yes, follow the example. Yeah. That's the way it used to be. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We're getting away from that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when God does a work in you, you're, you're, going, to, you're going to change. Mm -hmm. 
You're not going to be the same old person. You're going to change. All this is is a result of his creative word in us. He put his word in us. That's why he said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. We understand that. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So God does his creative work in us. You know, I hear people fight with that. Fight with that. Oh, you don't have to look like that. You don't have to dress that way. Hey, you're following the world. You're talking like the world. You're dressing like the world. You're acting like the world. Or somebody. When he does that work in us, it's a work that... Oh, we're going to get to this part later on here. We're, we're, going, to get, we're going to get down to that fine line. <laughs> I probably haven't heard it all in my 30-some years of ministry, but I've heard a lot of things. And I thought to myself, oh my. Help us, Lord. Help us, because human nature is that we always want to... We want to say, oh, I don't know know if I can do that. I'm almost done. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 10. Paul said, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge. See that? The new man is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So we're renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created us. So, so when that happens, when that takes place, there is that, this is what I call it, spiritual metamorphosis. The caterpillar turns into the butterfly. I, I was noticing something about a caterpillar. They almost look like a grub worm, too. But there's that change going from one element to the other. There's that change that takes place, that spiritual change. So when that happens, we're going to see it as a result of his creative word. His creative words. The truth. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for your patience. Thank you all for coming and being here this morning. It's great to see everybody. I heard it's supposed to be in the 50s today. Man. Hey, uh, what, did the ground help come up? Does anybody know? Yeah. yeah. Did he? Did he see his shadow? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> of course, all of you that are superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend of devils. I see my shadow every day. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you. Service tonight, remember. Have a good day. Rabbit head. Rabbit head. Well, I must see the shadow.